This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Bloomberg Quick Takes Tim Stenovic from Bloomberg Radio. Well, the Atlanta-based money manager Invesco, they reported earnings today, topping Wall Street expectations. They operate in 25 countries, roughly $1.3 trillion in assets under management. So we are delighted to welcome Invesco President and CEO Marty Flanagan in another edition of Bloomberg Business Week Talks to be featured in an upcoming issue of Bloomberg Business Week magazine. Marty, nice to have you here. How are you? Well, thanks to have me and uh, doing great and happy 2021 to you and all your listeners and watchers. Well, good to have you here and fingers crossed that 2021 is not like 2020. How do you see it? And do you think it's going to be another difficult market year? Uh, look, you, know, you, you bring up a good point. I, you know, 2020 was you know something that none of us have ever imagined living. And uh, I will say a lot of the work that was done in 2020 sets up a very interesting uh, environment going into 2021. I think uh, everybody's looking for strong economic growth in uh, the United States in particular and most countries around the world, driven by the optimism and the ability to start to get back to work with the vaccine coming and uh, all of us, frankly, learning how to work in different ways. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what's interesting is our Peter Coy, Bloomberg economics editor, uh, Bloomberg Business Week economics editor, he's got a story out there about whether or not we're setting up to be like the roaring 1920s, The what we saw after another time period in our history where we had a pandemic, we had a tough economy, um, and whether or not we see, we co- you know, we come roaring back. How do you see it? Do you think that we might be creating bubbles right now and that we're going to pay the piper at some point? Or do you see us setting up for maybe a really positive, type of market environment, some economic momentum that feels much more normal and maybe even upbeat. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> lots of good thoughts there. But let's go to the more immediate outlook. I mean, I think you could really have, uh, as your economist was saying, a really strong economy, right, with all the fiscal stimulus that's been put in there, with all the uh, monetary policy uh, changes that have been put in, uh, monetary support. But frankly, all businesses really put the head down and did everything they can to be operating more efficiently you know, really is a protection last year. When you look into this year, you could see some real earnings surprises. Uh, we're going to need that because of some of the valuations. But, um, you know, the mo- momentum that we're seeing in our business is as strong as it's been in, you know, two and a half years. So I do think that is part of the optimism that's coming out of it and really people seeking, you know, greater returns as, in, you know, with uh, yields being so low and, you know, so, so much of the markets. So Marty, what will the pandemic, what's been the impact on your business and running uh, a money management business uh, in 2020? What has been kind of the lasting impact here? Yeah, so I, I would, uh, you know, to put it in perspective, um, you know, I, I would say it was harder for money managers, I'd say, us, I will say specifically, than the financial crisis, just because the steepness of that and, and, and so quickly the market pullback. And, you know, whoever would imagine having 99% of your global workforce working from home. Right. Uh, we did and everybody else did. But how we're interacting with clients around the world is forever changed. Um, you know, every, you know, the, the, we can bring, uh, you know, the whole organization to, you know, our clients in, in a moment's notice. Uh, now we could have done it before. It just wasn't the cultural thing to do. Uh, we will end up seeing, you know, clients in person going forward, but these digital engagements have just really changed the game. I think that's a really positive thing. Um, and I will say the other thing, our industry has been, as you know, you know, going under a tremendous change and, uh, that was happening before the crisis, but, uh, the bigger are going to get bigger and they're only going to get stronger. It's going to happen faster post this pandemic. Well, and it's interesting. We've seen a fair amount of consolidation too in your industry. What's your expectation? Do you think that there'll be further consolidation within the asset money management and money management industry this year? 
I do. You know, look, I've been saying that for a period of time, but I will say, uh, yes, ever since I've got in the industry, there's calls for consolidation. Very little happened. It's very different, though, now. Uh, you know, clients are working fewer money managers, and that's happening around the world. Uh, there's a greater expectation what clients want from money managers. That's ultimately a very good thing for clients and consumers, uh, but it's putting a lot of pressure on money managers, and that is really where you absolutely need scale within your business at multiple levels. Um, and that's how you're going to serve your clients. They want depth and breadth and uh, capabilities beyond just managing money. So I, I think you're going to continue to see uh, combinations. Uh, but the other thing, you know, the growth, it's not all going to be through M&A. I mean, there will be just firms that are disadvantaged will leave no good of the stronger firms. Nelson Peltz is on your board. His try-on fund management has a nearly 10% holding in the company, I think the third largest in Invesco. What's the end game? I mean, we were just talking about consolidation. Um, what are you hearing from him or what do you expect in terms of how this relationship might impact the company? Yeah, so uh, uh, Nelson uh, joined the board as did Ed Garden, his partner, and uh, Tom Fink, who uh, was the CEO of um, bearings uh, at the end of last year as you know both all three really talented people they, they know the sector extremely well um, and uh, Nelson and Ed and Tom consist with our board view the industry in a very same way um, that uh, it can just be a large growing industry but it's going through dramatic change and that um, you know this this sort of movement to you know stronger and stronger larger and you know, more capable firms is really you know top of mind with them and um, you know, it's just very helpful to have, you know, people that have been through uh, all sorts of change and development in other industries, too, and bringing that perspective. So uh, it's been, uh, you know, early days for all three of them, but it's been great additions to what is already a very strong board. Is it safe to say you have to need, you have to be bigger to go after the likes of, of BlackRock and Vanguard? Uh, yeah, I, so I look at a different way, really. Uh, it's really to serve our clients, right? And, you know, what we're seeing from our clients all around world is they want everything from passive portfolios to factor portfolios to high conviction active alternatives and they want you know a bunch of analytical tools and support to help them do their job and you really have to have scale to do that and so not just you know investment KP, uh, you know, skills but also the operational skills and the ability to invest in things like technology to serve clients and if you do that very well um, you know you're going to continue to grow. Hey, listen, you know, you just said, you know, yeah, no, you talk about all the options that your clients want and that that's really what, you know, what you guys stay focused on, uh, what cl your clients want, what investors want. But I do wonder too, um, we've had so many conversations here at Bloomberg about, you know, actively managed ETFs. You know, what do you think is the future of that? So we just launched uh, four uh, non-parents, parent ETFs uh, in December. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually very interesting. So obviously the ETF growth has been you know just spectacular. It's largely been in cap weighted indexes, as you know, uh, but where we have been very successful is in the factor area. So it creates another alternative where you can have non-transparent ETFs for active management within a different vehicle. There is a preference towards that vehicle. Uh, I that said, uh, we're really excited with the launches, but I suspect it's going to take some time before you're going to see a lot of momentum in the area. But again, very few money managers have that capability. We're one of them, and we're happy to have it. Hey, listen, one place that you guys are seeing a lot of momentum in, and you continue to focus on it, Marty, is obviously what you're doing in China. And I know you guys are looking for growth. I think you put this out last year of more than 40% in your China assets in three years. Um, how is that going? And I know you've been looking to boost your ownership to, I think, 51% in the joint venture that you have there. How is it going? And are you, 
at all a little nervous about a new administration and what the relationship will be between the U.S. and China? Yeah. So, um, you know, right now we manage $76 billion of uh, assets in China for Chinese, whether it be through right. our joint venture you're referring to or directly with institutions. The growth has been unbelievable. It was a record year again for um, uh, our China business in the last half of the year. They had you know, something like $17 billion in net inflows. So it is, um, you know, an overnight success after, you know, 20 plus years, um, you know, in, in the marketplace. Um, I, I think, frankly, um, uh, the relations between U.S. and China is important. Uh, it was definitely creating complications for all of us that were operating there. Um, you know, not in a material way, but uh, I'd say it, it was uneasy as you were looking to the future. And I think it's really important uh, for two world powers to, um, you know, be on the same page. And it's good for uh, each country. It's good for the world. So uh, I'm hopeful that that's what's going to happen um, as uh, we look forward here. Okay. It does feel like a little bit of a new day, safe to say? Uh, early days, but it sure does. Yes. Yep. <laughs> well, let me also ask you um, just some of the things. You just have about a minute or so, a minute and a half left here. Some of the things that we are talking about increasingly, whether it's Bitcoin, whether it's Robinhood, what of kind of some of the newer trends that are out there that you find interesting and that you think investors overall, folks in the financial community, in the investment management world need to pay attention to right now? Yeah, so it, 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 uh, it's a good question. It all depends on who you are, right? But mm -hmm. uh, I, I think you know, the reality still gets back to basics. You know, truly understand what you're trying to accomplish, what returns you're trying to get, what risks you're willing to take, and you know, the basic of time horizons. Uh, developments such as Bitcoin and, and the like, I, I think it's still early days. It's obviously very, very topical. You're seeing a lot of energy behind it right now. Uh, I'd say it's not, uh, not for everybody. And uh, my basic view is that... Um, uh, very interesting, but you know you're going to see central banks in the game, you know, at some point too, and I think that puts uh, the value of it at risk, quite frankly. So and is that two years out? I don't know. Yeah. Hey, let's, one last thing. Um, Spacs is another thing that they're just kind of exploding. Um, does it make you at least a little bit nervous in terms of what that might mean for the investment world? Does that look like a bubble to you? And just got about thirty seconds here. Yeah, so uh, anytime uh, something grows that fast and it's so wonderful, it's uh, probably uh, good to question uh, you know, how long it's going to last. So I, I would warn the bubble camp, quite frankly. So. All right, we're going to leave it on that note. Uh, Marty, thank you so much.